It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yeah, it's just a little turnabout. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Yeah, there seems to be some sort of communique. It's the Ty and Matt Show with Matt and Ty. Let's get some dirty. And we're, wow, we're just, we keep coming back. Like, it just keeps happening. It, it, I know. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't think we would do this. Yeah, no, I, uh, I was I'm, very convinced. Because uh, I, I don't know what number episode this is that we since we've been doing it. I think six, maybe? Yeah, I, I think I, six. I'm actually surprised we, we've gone this long. Yeah, but we have, no, and I, we're here, so. I, I was pretty convinced it would kind of burn out probably about halfway through the interview with Nick. I was kind of like, yeah. there's no way I don't know. And either of these guys have the tenacity to get to six. Yeah, I, I, I doubted myself, but here we are. <laughs> see, that's what... And here we are. Yeah, see, see and, and I'm pumped about it. So that, that's what I would tell everyone, kind of doubt yourself, and then you'll be kind of like happily surprised. Well, at the beginning, always doubt yourself. Yeah. Don't have any faith <laughs> in what you're doing. Kind of, kind of be your worst enemy through the whole the whole process. Oh, yeah. Set expectations and then, low. And then when you get something very average and unoriginal, you'll be so surprised. Like, you'll be so excited just to have that. Yeah. Because, like, in your head, you're like, this is going to be a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But no, you'll just be happy with average. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why why strive for anything? Like, average is good. Like, most people are average. There's nothing wrong with that. Strive for it. I'd go for average. I would, I would, I would totally go for it. How's your, how's your, how's your week been? How's, how's everything been going? So far, so good. I mean, I, I know, I, I, it's, it's kind of funny because I, I, this is the first, um, the first show we've recorded where we're, I, we both have adult beverages, which makes yeah. me think maybe it's not going so. Well, great. I, I asked that question only so I could take some more sips of my, my, my drink, yeah. my whiskey. Yeah. So it's like, I really don't give a shit how the week's going. It's no. kind of like, okay, let's cut the mic. Let's get some sips in there. Yeah, it, it's never, it's not a good sign when that's unplanned. We just turn on the computer and it's like, oh, we're both already drinking. We haven't even started. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, th- I think it says a lot about uh, the culture of Ty and Matt yeah. uh, and how much we really believe in it. Y- yeah. Because it's like, I need to be shit-faced every time the mic is on. Yeah, I, I was having that discussion with myself. Where I was like, you know what? Do I want to have any alcohol in me? You know, I want to be have a clear mind, you know, clear voice. And I was like, ah, nah, nah. Just bought a case it. of beer. It's in the fridge. It's cold by now. I'm gonna crack one open. Well, I'm not gonna be apologetic for for drinking because it's been it's been kind of a, a tough. It's been a sad week in the Atlanta comedy scene. Uh, we just recently had a relapse comedy theater oh, yeah. close, which I know. Outside of Atlanta, it really means nothing to people. But if you've ever seen Rory Scovel's special on Netflix, um, I think it's called uh, Rory's First Time Doing Stand-Up, uh, that's the venue he filmed in. He's like a big... He's been... I think you could probably find... I went on YouTube once and had Rory Scovel, and I like kind of did that thing where you know, you're morbidly curious about someone's trajectory and went all the way back to 11 years and found an oh 11-year-old God. recording of him at Relapse just riffing. Wow. And so they, it recently closed and they had like a secret 1 a.m. show and Rory came and all these other comics, uh, L.A. and Atlanta all showed up and made the lineup. And that show didn't end until like four in the morning. They just like blew out oh, man. the last show they were doing. What time did it start? And it was incredible. You said it started at one? Yeah, so one in the morning. Three hour show. Yeah. Nonstop laughery. Yeah, that w- an hour of it was I guaranteed Rory Scovel. Really? Oh man, that's cool. And he just crushed. Like, like that—that's always the way to go. If you're gonna lose like a, a much beloved establishment, at least go out with a bang. And it sounds like that's what. Oh no, totally. Did. It was a, it was a bang because uh, halfway through the show, um, Rory asked, he asked the crowd if there's any cops in the crowd, mm-hmm. and he takes out a little case. And he hands out five joints to the audience. <laughs> and I, I shit you not, he smoked out the whole theater. Like the whole room is now covered in thick marijuana plumes. Yeah. Just clouds of pot. 
I sound like a parent right now. Clouds Marijuana of pot. pots. And of course, I'm like, well, I want to smoke a joint that Rory Scoville gave. So I do. Not thinking that I would want to talk to him after the show. Oh, no. Yeah. So it, it's not as embarrassing as I'm leading it okay. up to be. Like I go and I close my bar tab and he's like right behind me. And I'm like, oh, man, I want to tell him like I love his podcast. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan. Instead, what I do is he's in the middle of the conversation. I app like the weakest. Hey, good set. And just like darted past him. He didn't hear me. Didn't break the conversation. I was so quiet and so insecure. And I get outside and I'm like, why did I even try? Like, why did I think I would even like get it Dude, out? I, I do the same thing because I've been in that situation. Well, I do one of two things. I either because when you when you see someone you like perform, especially comedy, comedy is one where you usually they'll then come out and be like standing at the bar or something. And you'll have the opportunity to speak to them. Yeah. And um, there have been many times where I'm like, I want to go say something. But like I'm like, no, I don't want to bug them. Even though there's a ton of other people bothering them. Like, they're not bothered. Um, no. Or I, I do exactly what you just described. I did that with uh, Kyle Kinane. You know Kyle Kinane? Yeah. Uh, I saw him at Will's Pub as part of the Orlando <laughs> oh, Indie Comedy Festival. Will's yeah. Pub is in Orlando, obviously. And uh, it was after the show, and like the way it was set up was really weird. Like The green room was at like the front of the of the venue, and like it was outside, it was weird, but it was on the street. And I I came out afterwards and saw him standing there, and I went up to him and I like shook his hand and I, I said I think I said exactly what you did to Rory Scoville, which was like good set, like like he yeah. needed the approval from me. I had never done stand up at that point, even if I said it today, I, I haven't done it enough for it to really carry any weight. But uh, dude, it, it's amazing. Like you freeze up because you you don't know what to say. Oh, it would get moment. so much worse. What would have been worse is if he was like. What did you say? Excuse me? And then you have to oh. like repeat it again. You're like, uh, uh, good set. Oh, my God. That, oh, and dude. And he just does that awkward like, oh, <laughs> thanks, man. Um, thanks for coming. Oh, dude. When I was a kid, the Flyers oh, the Flyers have this thing called the Flyers Wives <laughs> Fight for Lives Carnival. Okay. And um, what it is, it's a fundraiser for uh, for their charities. And they get all the players from the Flyers – as well as their farm team, the Phantoms, and you can you can get autographs and meet them and stuff. And I I was in, I think I was in second grade. I remember the year it was two thousand four because I'm scarred. I got PTSD from this incident. It was two thousand four. I would have been on the verge of nine years old, and uh, there was a fellow by the name of Kirby Law who played for the the Phantoms at the time. He, he, he never really his career never really took off, but. I knew who he was, so he was a big deal. And yeah. uh, he's, he's sitting there, you know, signing autographs since my turn. And, uh, you know, I step up a little kid with my Flyers jersey on, and he says what, you know, what anyone would say. He goes, hey, what's up, buddy? And I thought, for some reason, this was time for a joke. And uh, he goes, what's up, buddy? And I go, the sky and the clouds, <laughs> which is like the, the shittiest, oh, like no. even by eight-year-old standards, that's just garbage. <laughs> That, like, that's not good ever. And he goes, oh. like, he was taken aback. I mean, he, he was Canadian, I think, so maybe the, the, maybe uh. he, he wasn't familiar with it. I, I tell myself that to maybe soften it, but he goes. I love that. He's not familiar yeah, with that. Yeah, he wasn't familiar with that. So He's not familiar with the what's up, <laughs> no. oh, the sky yeah, yeah, yeah. burn. No, that hadn't made its way to the great white north. Yeah. So, no, he, he he's like, he's like, what was that? And I, of course, doubled down. I repeated it. And um, he just kind of went, uh, just signed my puck that I had handed him, and that was it. And I just felt like an ass. And now, what, 15 years later, it's still like will pop into the back of my head, and I'll just get a oh, douche chill up my spine. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to share the story, because I was oh. like, you know, if I don't tell the story, <laughs> at, uh, especially on, on this fucking podcast, it will forever own me. You, you just know that... I, I know I like the second you told that story I'm like I've been there like it, it, it I could feel it in my bones and uh I think everyone's I make fun of my dad for one of his uh I wasn't even born this was back in the 80s do you know the band Quiet Riot <laughs> yeah the what the boys come on feel the noise, noise or yeah. Yeah, yeah there we go so the guy that played guitar for them his name was Carlos Cavazo 
and uh, he walked past my dad at a concert. My dad said, you kick ass, Carlos. And that was the end of it. So I still oh, like that. You, you kick ass. Yeah. I like I like the aggression. Yeah, you kick ass, Carlos. But I like to kick think, ass, Carlos. I like that he, to think that Carlos was walking through the crowd and he's like, yeah, I do kick ass. Yeah, I really wow. do. I really need that dad to kind of pick my spirits <laughs> up. He was a dad at the time. I think this is in the mid to late 80s. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, this well. was last week. He was, you know, trying to raise the spirits of a 60-year-old Carlos Cavazzo. <laughs> That's what I was picturing in my head. I was like, <laughs> after a whole rock and roll career, he yeah. needed some dad to let him know, like, hey, you kick ass. I'm still kicking ass. <laughs> you know, look, there's a lot of... Th- like I know, we both struggle sometimes with anxiety and all. And mm-hmm. a lot of people struggle. Yeah. And I, I guess this is kind of the best time to bring something like this up, because here's something I think you know we can all agree we struggle with, and and no one, no one especially wants to talk about, and that's sphincter control. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. So a daily yeah. battle. It uh, without a doubt. I mean, almost every day at work after lunch. Just because Jamaican Me Crazy has a great deal on Mondays with the beef patties. Oy. And they're always great, you know, before the digestion. Yeah, but after, you're sitting in a studio, a TV studio, with people that, you know, they have more than 100 Twitter followers. That's a big deal to me. Yeah, there's probably a couple blue check marks floating around, too. With the, Yeah. And I've really got a, it's a lot of sphincter control. Um and I know, you know, we all laugh. We, we laugh at the old people. You know, they use the sanitary adult diapers. Yeah. It's embarrassing, no doubt. But, but a momentary lapse and sphincter control, I want to say this today and make it crystal fucking clear tonight. It's no laughing matter. Whether it's after a long night of drinking or you just don't like walking all the way to the bathroom, throw on a pair of Depends today for maximum comfort and convenience. Ladies and gentlemen, Depends. You're never too young to shit your pants. No. That, you know what? If anyone takes anything from that, from this podcast, I mean, and I know that was a sponsored live read. Yeah. That's maybe the most important thing we've ever covered on this podcast, which is tearing down the stigma of pants shitting. Yeah. Of sphincter control. Yeah. And you know what? I can't wait for this ad money to come in so I can really spend it on some. More beef patties. Just wash your hands after you handle it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on like how short the commercial <laughs> the de- break is. The Depends offices are a filthy place. <laughs> <laughs> it really means a lot they would sponsor a show like Ty and Matt um, until we get a season to assist letter for it. Yeah. Um, no, it really, it really means a lot uh, yeah, because, you know what, I know it's a bold decision to sponsor what some might consider the sphincter control a podcast yeah because at any moment we might accidentally shit our pants with what we're saying uh yeah and and you know what what's what's funny because we have uh we have an interview coming up as we do now we d- oh we actually we and do people are going to notice a common thread we just read an ad for depends and there's a through i don't know if you remember because it was a couple days ago but there's a through line in this interview that will um tie in rather nicely with the uh sphincter control and pants shitting jokes that's what we do I, here I, yeah, I mean, we, we we plan every little detail out. I don't want anyone to think that we just plug in a microphone and just start talking. No. There's a lot scripted. There's a lot planned. This is why we're doing it bi-weekly, folks. It's called commitment. It's called talent. Get some. Yeah. Okay? We're not going to kill ourselves with the SNL schedule. No, I'm not doing no, that. Absolutely not. The least amount of work I can do, the better. Uh, that's the motto we went into Ty and Matt. Yep. Um, Matt, come on. Give us some plugs. Yeah, Let's dude. get into this. I thing. got plugs on plugs on plugs at Matt underscore Regal on the Instagram and the Twitter guys. I write stuff on the internet sometimes and you can find it at www.themattregalfiles.blogspot.com. See, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the, it's either you, you, you hold on to the Matt underscore Regal. Or you get rid of the dot blog spot. It's it's got to be one or the other. I know. I just like ugly handles and URLs. I guess. I can. You know what? You know what? Maybe this is too preemptive because yeah. we haven't even gotten to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be the do your homework section. I want everyone to harass the guy that has Matt Regal, no underscore, yeah. just Matt Regal. Harass him until he gives it up. 
Because there's no way he's a better man. No, and, and he hasn't tweeted since 2016 or something like that. So do your worst, because the guy apparently doesn't even check Twitter. So yeah. give him Fuck hell. that guy. Yeah. Fuck that yeah. guy. And also, if you're Matt Regal listening to this, uh, thank you. Subscribe, like, uh, share yeah, with your yeah. friends and family. Help a fellow uh, Matt But Regal. also, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. Um, what for plugs on your end there, Tyler? I don't. I don't have. I don't have a ton. But you know what? You. Well, I'll get. I'll get the usual out. You can find me Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all under Ty Colgate. Funny enough, I actually uh, had to do Ty dot Colgate on Instagram because Ty Colgate was taken yeah. by someone. Hurts, doesn't it? It does yeah. hurt because I made fun of you for so many years on the Matt <laughs> underscore, <laughs> just for it to finally happen to me, and I was like, who the fuck? has that name and then you hunt them down and you try to see who it is that's stealing your your good name it's some it's some don't fucking laugh at that shelby this is a professional podcast um maybe that could be part of the homework too harass actually don't she's pretty active and she has more followers on instagram so don't maybe don't harass her we we don't want to kick the hornet's nest that's much larger than ty and matt um the last thing we want to do you can find me uh, end of this month, uh, October 24th. I'll be hosting Fifth Place Comedy Show. Uh, you can find the details of that, uh, Fifth Place Comedy Show Facebook and fifthplace.comedy on Instagram. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. peasants, please give it up for our guest, Ashley Becker. And we're here with Ashley Becker. Ashley, what is going on? Hi, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay, that's neither do we. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, things have been spiraling out of control for the past two years for me. So two years. Yeah, I'm just. Well, oh, I guess it's only been like what? Uh, well, it's been almost two years since we graduated. Yeah, you're in the God. same class with us, 2017. right? 2017. I graduated December of 2017. Okay, I mean it fall. doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, don't you get that feeling of like when you graduate? It's almost like I don't know how i'm here anymore i'm just here same yeah okay cool i don't leave me hanging on that because don't make me <laughs> seem like i'm the deadbeat uh <laughs> uh so hold, hold on real fast uh just to preface this real fast ashley becker uh she's a dear friend of ours she worked with us at tonight's tonight oh my uh, god figure I wow. know. It's, it's, it's like Jesus Christ. It's like the one thing that held us all together. <laughs> the glue. And it was and the, the one thing that killed us all. The really show was. isn't even alive anymore. No, it yeah. killed itself. It did kill itself. That's but how it had, poorly things were going. <laughs> and it needed to. Someone needed to take it down. I do not regret what I had to do to kill that show. Um no, no, no. So, yeah, we... <laughs> wow, I, I feel so bad for this intro already. I've fucking butchered Ashley. You know what, Ashley? You do your intro. Tell us about you. My intro? Oh, gosh. Um, What about me? No one will fact check any of this. Nope. Okay, so I'm 25. <laughs> okay. I live in Aruba. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> can stop that. I... <laughs> it, it's standing. It is staying in. No, I recently <laughs> moved to Miami, Florida. There's a Miami in Ohio, so mm -hmm. I have to I have to make that clarify. Here. You do well. Florida. You are actually our first guest in Miami, Florida. You are. Wow, yeah. I feel so special now. Yeah. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. Wow, this is. Has great. it gone to your head yet? Are you like a? Are you like the Miami personality? Like you know, you have the shirts that are like. Super wide open, showing the chest. And you're Whoa. Just like... You know, I've lived here my entire life. Except for, like, my UCF time and, like, my WESH time. But it's... Okay. it's a... <laughs> so there was a good chunk of time you didn't live there. Okay. There was. I'm glad, I'm glad no, there were multiple chapters saying. that didn't take place in Miami. <laughs> but... A few pages of the book were torn out. <laughs> no, I, I never have let the weird Miami touristy stuff. I feel like that's all touristy things. Miami yeah. people don't wear. You, hold on. You say that now. I went down to Miami uh, like my last year uh, UCF and Matt, we get, the first thing I, I know. I yeah, well, we should have done it on location, but um, you know, for legal reasons, we couldn't get that. To happen. Oh yeah. yeah uh, totally. First thing I see when we get to South beach is a homeless man gets into the middle of the road 
and he just takes a shit right in the middle <laughs> of the road. Are you I, I'm not. I wouldn't kid you. I how swear big, to God. How busy of a road? It was like this weird corner space because, like, um, that's smart. You know, yeah, South Beach obviously ends at some point, so it's like yeah. you can only make a left. And on that corner, it's just him oh, in the middle. Oh no, I know what corner that is. Clinching, oh clinching cheek. The shit corner is that like no. you know specifically what corner? <laughs> yeah. No, I just know where you say like where it ends and like that yeah. corner. No, I've never seen yeah. that. I'm so sorry that happens. That Well, I'm glad you could apologize for I, it. I, I've been waiting for Miami to send me like a gift card or something for my no. experience there. I I hope so so badly that that wasn't a homeless guy. That was just a guy that was having a horrible day and he was like ill and he just had to do it. And now there's some guy on a podcast who's like, yeah, this homeless guy was taking a dump <laughs> well, right in the middle of the street. And he's like, I wish this would just go away. It is South Beach. Stop. It is South Beach. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like a family man when he first got to Miami <laughs> and within like two hours he's taking a shit on a corner. I mean, we do have a lot of homeless people around that do some do some weird stuff over there, so Yeah. But other than that, Miami Miami's fun, you know, there's yeah. nipples on South Beach, uh drinks are twenty bucks and Every homeless guy you walk by is like, hey, Molly, cocaine, Molly, cocaine. Oh, my gosh. I get questions about that all the time. If I'm just walking down Ocean Drive with people offering me Coke and I'm just like, no. (laughs) I got Molly. I got Coke. Hey, I got Molly. I got that's literally what they do on repeat until I guess someone finally goes like, I I don't have Molly or Coke. I should (laughs) probably. Yeah. Get me some of that. Patronize this man. I want what he's having, and they point at the guy taking a dump in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Yeah, so, you know, that's the duality of Miami, though. Why are we putting Miami in a bad, bad light? I know, I know, I know. You could do this to any place. In fairness to Ty, I think, boom, Ty, I was going to make your point for you, but you made it. Yeah, that's, there's always, like, the two ways that a place is seen. There's, like, the way the native the locals or native people see it and then there's the the outsider perspective because i get it here like is everyone a farmer here in central pennsylvania (laughs) most people are but not everyone is and that's kind of the the perception (laughs) we're we're we're, we're breaking down these perceptions the the barrier well another another good deed we've done on this podcast yeah i mean and it's what we should always be doing on this podcast so we love to take a place overgeneralize it just to show that it's not actually that you know it's kind that's of a reverse engineering just in case either of us ever get saturday night live that's what we're doing yeah i want to make it clear <laughs> i love asian people i think they're wonderful i just want to go on record as saying <laughs> you know i and you know what the thing is it's like there's a lot of racial slurs out there right now in my head i can't think of any for asian people like it's just like they've transcended it completely um it's wonderful. You know, this isn't helping your claim of like you're not a bunch of farmers. You can't even work a microphone. I know. Like all that oh, static's coming through. And it, oh, no. What a shame. All right. I want to let Matt fix that. Ashley, God, we got to get back Sorry, to you. Ashley. We got to, as the much as I'd love to, you know, virtue signal and toot our own horns about how much we love and appreciate uh, looking at places uh, honestly, um, I'd love to talk more about Miami. <laughs> Where you're at right now. God, Matt has such better segues than me. I could like hear that segue coming so hard. What do you want to know about Miami? Or do you want to know about Well, are you now you grew up in Miami, correct? I did. I born and raised here. I'm first generation born here on my mom's side, second on my dad. First okay, so where are your parents from? My mom is from Mexico, and then my dad okay. was born in New York, but his whole family's from Cuba. So I'm Mexican and Cuban. And, so. and a little bit of that New York culture mixed in there. Yeah, my dad. My dad definitely has a New York accent. But that talks is like so a Miami. That's so that's obnoxiously Miami. Mexican Cuban and some New York mixed in there. That's Miami. <laughs> oh my god. My I feel like Miami is just like Cuba. Well, not Miami itself, but like. Whenever I think of Miami and like when you see the movies, it's just like a bunch of Cubans talking. It's like, okay. A bunch of Cubans, yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of short buildings and Cubans talking. Yeah. Hey, Poppy, come on. Um, I, I used to work with uh, 
So many. I used to work with Cubans and Puerto Ricans, and everyone was poppy. Everyone was poppy. That's I learned that very early on. At my job right now, this Cuban guy, um, he tells everyone to call him Poppy. <laughs> it is like the ultimate term of endearment. It's yeah, and it you know you kind of feel so included in their lives. You're just like yeah, uh, I'm Poppy. You're Poppy. We're all Poppy. <laughs> Yo soy Poppy. I get called mommy a lot and I don't, I find it weird because I call my parents, my parents are mommy and poppy. So I find it really, I'm just like, well, well, okay, I guess I'm mommy. It'd be weird if we walked around and we're, well, I guess there are people that do say mommy and, and daddy. And, and that's, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard it before. I, I have heard. I think the it's a weird thing in English and Spanish. I don't think it's weird that much because a lot of people just, it's just thrown around all the time. Yeah. I like how we're really just naturally breaking the barriers down. Like, you see, I guess we're all the same. Yeah, that's what we do. I guess it's only skin pigmentation that stands in my way. (laughs) (laughs) There goes Saturday Night Live time. God damn it. Oh, I was so close. Yeah. God, I was so ready to fucking sell out and get off this piece of shit podcast. Oh, wow. Matt, how do you feel about that? Kind of similar. Oh, yeah, that's wow. Cr- that's, <laughs> okay. It's yeah, crystal clear in the paperwork. I, I, no, the, the podcast, this is, this is my baby. This is Ty's <laughs> baby. We made a baby together, and it's the podcast. Beautiful. Be- beautiful. <laughs> is it now, the- <laughs> now, you're fully Miami in the fact that you work for a, a significant sports franchise down I there. I do. Yes. The, <laughs> the amazing, the wonderful. Okay. All right, hold on. Let's... Miami Dolphins! Hey, and just to clarify, this is recorded October 2019, so feel free uh, to look up the record. Yeah, this was not recorded in 1972 when they went undefeated. Well, that being said, we haven't been good for like the last (laughs) 30 years. The Dolphins occasionally have like one big throwaway regular season game like they beat the patriots like last season or yes. year before and, and that that's like the big one but they were already going to miss the playoffs like <laughs> it didn't really matter oh, yeah. you at that could only point. play upset at that yeah, i do exactly. want to say that win against the patriots last season is like honored like yeah. um the game we played them this season already and they you mm. know you know they kind of lost. <laughs> I don't yeah. even think they got any points at all, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that sounds right. And um, one of the things that we had on the outside, we have like this little area where we put like dolphin memorabilia stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like this whole section dedicated to um, like game worn jerseys. The little, I don't know what it's called, but like, you know, that little orange stick by like the end zone pylon yeah sure (laughs) well they like had that and they like had this in it had they we had it in like this glass encasement trophy case thing and we were just like look at what we did last season in this one game and then they call it the miami miracle yeah i I was gonna say i thought it had a nickname yeah do do fans ever walk past that case and go oh my god that's that's the pylon (laughs) like that's the pylon well, even Patriots fan were coming up and they were like, wow, like, dang. There's like an aura. That was. That and, and it could, there were, you said there was one of the pylons? Yeah, just one. Because okay, if the, you see, we had pictures of it, of like. Yeah. And it's just, you know. Like photographic proof that it was the pylon. Yeah. <laughs> two pictures. Wow. We had two pictures. <laughs> oh, okay. So just to, to doubly like confirm that this yeah, is the one. From two different angles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, there's a blemish on the pylon you can see in this picture to yeah. verify it's, it's legit. <laughs> and everything was like labeled specifically. Like it was from that game and like the date. And I just, I found it so funny because we have this... a bunch of like old stuff and that was like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, the verification that is more thorough than the like the Warren Commission report on the Kennedy assassination. Like the more went into verifying the, the <laughs> pylon than figuring out who killed John F. Kennedy. Man. So well, I mean that that's the that's the nature of the you know the country. We got to football needs <laughs> to be is. solved first, and then it's like and then all other problems. And then yeah, then you know you got to you get to that. But but would you want it any other way? 
No, I wouldn't. I, that no, wasn't me either. giving a social critique. That was me <laughs> just acknowledging uh, that's the country we live in. Yes. Um, all right. So I, I, give us a trajectory. So like Miami Dolphin, I mean, even if they're 0-4 or by the time this podcast comes out, uh, you know, bo- <laughs> windows boarded up and completely shattered of a program. But um, even with that... I think my one of my favorite internships I, I did I did it with USTA. It was mm-hmm. a, you know tennis, all that stuff. It is so much fun working in fucking sports. It's a yeah, blast. Yeah, I love and it. No, no, you should. Like, there is no doubt. I would love to work for any sport. I don't even care if it's a sport I give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Sports are just so fun to work for. I agree. Like the dolphins suck. But <laughs> I love working there. Like I love my boss and my coach. Like it's such a great work environment. It's mm-hmm. and then like because it's football, like sometimes when we come back from lunch, we'll come back early just to throw football around and we'll just like laugh at each other because we suck too. Kara, <laughs> <laughs> you they might they might tap you as like a third string wide receiver if they see that. <laughs> What what is it that you do for the Dolphins? Because we're being us being expert interviewers, I just realized we never even addressed that. You work for the Dolphins, but what what do. what do you do there? Okay, so I figure this is my like in because I do want to still do production, which I is don't concession do production. Stand? Yeah, I do that. I sell nachos. Yeah, it just feels I don't know. It just felt like the wording, like there was a lot building up to this. No, and it was like, yeah, no, okay, before bad. you guys judge me, this is just my foot. No, in the door. I just wanted to because people when I tell them about my job, they're like, Oh, so you don't want to do production. You don't want to do vi-. they're like, You don't like video anymore? And it's like, No, I do. I love it. You're dead I to me, man. Um, yeah. I work in their events right now. So like okay. I think my title actually don't ask me my title. I don't know what my title is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's that's always the best sign for when you have a job is when you're like, I don't exactly know what I do here, but I'm doing it. No, I I do their events. So like it's their entertainment department. So like mm-hmm. any stuff that happens pregame or during halftime, I do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Event yes, supervisor. There you go. My uh, I, I have an uncle who works in sports and I remember he used to do that. They called it game night entertainment. And uh, they handled some of that sort of thing but that's awesome it's a lot of fun what, i enjoy what's been it. your what's been your favorite uh like i was gonna a specific moment do you have a specific moment that you're like this is like this is really a cool gig to be working here i honestly i love going not on game days i feel like game days are a little stressful and there's a lot of people but mm. non-game days i think it's a lot of fun. I feel like that's a time where I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I'm here. Cause it's like, we'll, we'll be in golf carts, but like doing our jobs, <laughs> but we'll be yeah. in golf carts and we'll just ride around the stadium. But again, doing our jobs. You know, like, if I was, I was your is. supervisor, I would start checking what you guys are doing in the golf carts now. <laughs> no. but Cause it's there like, is we'll definitely something around. weird going on. We'll ride around and there's this one time where we were in the 300s and we just like went. They were like getting the field ready for a soccer game. I think it was like Brazil and Colombia. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool. And I was like, I really enjoy it here because we were just like that's, chilling that's and awesome. talking, doing our job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, crystal clear. Doing it. No one was boozed in and driving. Okay. <laughs> yeah, make it clear that on our golf carts, we do it. So I find that a lot of fun. Just like non-game days i i feel like it's a dream because it's like there's barely anyone around and we 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 have a lot of fun doing what we do yeah did, did you grow up as a like a dolphins fan or a sports fan in general i did because of my dad yeah. not that i ever really cared so much i didn't start to care until i went to ucf because again the dolphins aren't the best yeah. so and I also didn't understand it at the time when I would watch my dad. I think I was just like too young. And I was like, what's happening? What is that? Why are they yeah. going after that ball? Why are they hitting each other? I just, it didn't make any sense to me. But then now I like, I love it. I, Does it, was there like an, like some sort of excitement? Like, oh my God, like I grew up, you know, kind of watching this or being into this. And now here I am like, yeah, that sort of feeling come across at all. Yes. Also, cause I've never been to a game in person Mm -hmm. so it's really cool that i can just walk in now and 
watch a game. Like it's, it's crazy. I don't know. It's really cool. Like it's, it's a blessing. And I'm like so grateful that I get to do that and that I just like, I can watch a game right after my shift. That's, that's really cool. So, so, yeah. so you're actually, you're done and then can watch the game. I'm done a, r- a little before halftime. So okay. I can probably watch the second half of the game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, now, it's fun. It's cool. That's awesome. Do, do you have a favorite dolphin, favorite player? Is it bad if I say no? <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm not. No, I don't really. They all are like, eh, whatever. I, you know, there are other teams where I'm like, wow, this person's really good. But yeah. Well, yeah. don't say it out loud. I, I mean, it doesn't have trouble. to be current. Like, like my favorite Dolphins, Ray Finkel. Well, you feel that silence? Well, no one knows, You don't know Ray Finkel? No, I, I don't. I just like the last The last name made me uncomfortable. Oh. If I was being completely honest. Ray Finkel was a kicker, like place kicker uh-huh. for the Dolphins. He was really good, but he missed like a huge kick. And he just became like the whipping boy for the Dolphins. <clears throat> Excuse me. This was in like the 80s. And, you know, everyone's grilling him for missing this kick. But if you look at the tape, Dan Marino was holding the kick and he had the laces in instead of out. Oh, so okay. like Ray Finkel was like really upset about it. But Ace Ventura solved that. Case. Oh, you! Ba- I was oh. gonna see if I could sneak that past. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All okay, right. you know what? I'm getting this back on. <laughs> Fuck. Wait, on the topic Ray of Finkel. Dan Marino, we yeah. have yes. a bobblehead of him. Like he's huge, but his head is orange and his body is a normal color. And I pointed it out to my boss. And then he said that once he saw him on a game day, and he actually looks like that. <laughs> he has an orange face? Apparently. Well, and I was like, wow, in, I feel really bad for him. <laughs> that, wait, does Dan Marino still live in Florida, though? D- uh, probably. You know what? I think he does. that would make sense. Yeah, because I know that's... that he has some stuff that he does at the Hard Rock. Sometimes. Yeah, he's getting to that age where he's going to get that, like... Uh... You know, if old people, or white people are in Florida too long, you get that kind of leathery look, that yeah. orange leathery look. So, I don't know. Where's sunscreen? That's what I'm trying to get at if you're in Florida currently listening to this. It'd be funny if he had that leathery look, but, like, the bars on his face mask, like, like you could still <laughs> see that, like, the like tan lines from yes. his face mask. The ultimate uh, farmer's tan from a yeah. football mask. So, wait, hold up. I, as much as I love this, what I, I do want to get your whole trajectory here because yeah, like it's super trajectory. awesome that you're with the Miami Dolphins and that's fucking awesome and all that. But what like led to that? Because that's one thing I love to like acknowledge here is like you know a lot of us were still kind of at like I guess the starts of our career maybe. Yeah, no, um, I agree. Like it's we're babies. <laughs> but people. I think anyone interested in like working in sports or working in whatever the hell whoever we're interviewing. Uh, I think they would they like knowing what they did. Like what was your to steps that got got you there? Yeah. Okay. I mean do you want to start at the beginning? <laughs> Where do you want to start? I, well, okay. Beginning I'm, of time. You make me nervous with start at the beginning. I, I how about we start uh you know, you just graduated <laughs> high school. Unless there's something significant in high school. I love how I have to like cut her off. Okay. Online. No wait. I, I know where I'll start. Okay, my entire life, my literal entire life, I wanted to be a veterinarian. <laughs> okay. And then in high school, I took a TV production class, and then I was oh. like... <laughs> and now you hate animals. Yeah. <laughs> no, she married the two. Dolphins, video. <laughs> Come right. on. You're right. Man, yes, keep how up. How foolish of me. Well, anyways, I decided that that was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. My parents were like, what? But I still As did. As they should. Yeah. <laughs> but I still did it anyway. I was like, so I went to UCF and I did radio and TV with you guys. Wow. That's how I met you guys. That's don't nice. don't remind me of my degree. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> okay. So, forget about that. So at UCF, I was like, and since high school, kind of, I was like, I want to do news. <laughs> And I loved it. You were you were pretty invested in the news program. I do remember that. Yes. And I, I, my entire time there, I was like news, 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 broadcast, journalism. Awesome. So I did that. I interned then during my like senior year of 
UCF, I guess, at Fox 35. And then I was supposed to graduate that semester, but I didn't feel ready. So I held off on graduating. I withdrew my intent to graduate. And then I decided to get an internship in Miami, but again, at another news station at Channel 7 down here. And first of all, great internships both. I met so many great people and I had a blast. I was telling Matt earlier about my Fox 35 internship and it was great. I had so much how, fun. How did, how did you get those? Was that just like, you um, know, something was on a listserv or? At Fox you know, 35, I believe it was on a listserv, but I knew people who, I knew this girl who interned there the semester before. So I told her to help to tell her boss about me. And then I knew someone else who had interned there before. And then she texted the guy and then the guy was like, yeah, I'll interview her tomorrow. So then that's pretty much how I did uh, uh, it. Who, you know, sort yeah, of that's how you get in. And then you stick around by being good mm -hmm. at your job. That's the thing. You need yeah. to know people, but you also need to be good at what you do. So, yeah. And then the Channel 7 one, I just applied. I didn't know anyone. I was just like, I'm going to apply. And then I just got it. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> so then I spent the summer here doing that. And then I went back to UCF for my last semester. And I just wanted another internship. So I was applying to internships. And I got a lot of no's. And I was like, why is no one picking me for an internship what's going on and then I applied for an internship at West 2 News and then I told one of my friends there I was like hey can you like send over my resume or like send over my email or whatever so that they could see that I applied and that I want to intern there so then I just went in and I got an interview and then my boss at the time he was like he kind of made it seem like I did not want that internship like, he was like, you don't want to, he didn't say it outright, but he was like, you don't want to do this internship. And I, the whole time I was like, why don't I want to do this internship? Like, of course I want an internship. And then he was like, no, I don't think you would enjoy it. And he was like, but we have a job opening. And I was like, oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> do you want me yeah. to do the job instead? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'd rather get paid. And he was like, okay, I'll put you into consideration for the job. And then I got the job. So then now, what, what, what job was this? It was the title was operations technician. So I was just going to be like out in the studio or in the control room, like either floor directing cam ops or audio. And it's like, we kind of rotate positions every. Wow. Season. That's pretty good. A little yeah. tech position right away. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. So then I got that job. So then my last semester at UCF, I had, I think just like one, one or two classes and my job that was pretty cool so but early hours so that wasn't the most fun part Oof. how yeah. what were your hours while you're in news i our show was at 3 30 well okay we went live at 4 30 in the morning so we had to get there an hour before so i would have to go in at 3 30 in the morning and then either leave at 9 a.m. or 1 p.m., depending on if I was doing the noon show or not. So that was oh fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who wants to work at news? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's, that's and hurricanes are schedule. fun, too. I spent oh, a hurricane yeah. at the station. So, And that was 12-hour shifts on and off. So, but you get that overtime. That's right? true. Yeah, I did. I See? did get overtime. And yeah. so, what what was like? What what kind of took you out of news? Like, what what brought you to the um, sports world? I realized it was not for me. Okay, in the beginning, it was. I was still like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And then, like a year into it, I was like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> not that I didn't. It just it's the same thing every day very repetitive you know especially we have like, in, in that setting yeah and it's like, the same format you know like the anchors they're gonna start at the desk and then weather comes on you know they're gonna go somewhere else you're gonna need to move them like it's the same thing not mm -hmm. you know like i get i did enjoy it but i felt like 
I wasn't being creative anymore and I really needed that outlet and I wasn't getting it there. Um, the hours were kind of like, I was kind of over it as well. I didn't want to go to sleep so early and then have to wake up so early and still feel unrested. Like I could sleep 10 hours before my shift and I'll still feel so tired. I don't know what was up, but I, I could not adjust to that schedule. Um, and it's also really sad. Like we hear some really sad things that I just need to tune out most of the time because it's like I don't want to hear about murders and these pedophiles and rapists all the time because it's like the same stories but with different people. So it's affecting so many people in our community. Like it's it's just really sad and I just didn't want to hear that anymore and – I don't know. I just wanted to have a little more fun. Not that it wasn't fun. The people there are great. Like they made it like, that's why I stayed as long as I did. Cause I loved all of them. They're all really great people. I think, well, you have to have a, a sense of humor and you kind of have to be a little lighthearted to work in news. Yeah. Cause it'll, yeah, it'll definitely just kind of make you so bitter. Mm-hmm. If you just kind of like, don't, uh, you know, you don't try to laugh some things off and just try to like have fun in between the blocks. Yeah, for sure. During our breaks, we had music time. We had like some of our anchors are like really crazy in a good way, but they tend to make things fun. So we definitely we definitely had fun during our breaks and like all our talks and the things we would talk about, just like random stuff. But that's why we all made it fun. What would you recommend? What would you recommend for someone that like still wants to go to news? They just heard everything you said. They're like, you know what? Fuck you, Ashley. I'm still doing news because I'm I'm a real. I don't know. I don't really know a term for news people, but you get what I'm saying. I don't want to deter anyone from news. Like I know whenever I talk to people who like ask me about it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't do news anymore, and they're like shook, and I'm like, well, not to try to get you. They're shook. Oh my God, that's an extreme reaction. <laughs> I'm not trying to deter anyone from doing news, but I think if they know ahead of time what they're getting into, like, because there are a lot of people still there, like, a, a lot of my friends are there too, and, you know, they still do it, but it's not, I wouldn't, I just, if you know that it's a really repetitive thing and the things you're going to be hearing all the time and it's not, like, if you're looking for a creative outlet, I wouldn't say news is the right place. But if you, if that's what you like, if you like structure and, like, that kind of repetitive, like, you're going in and you already know what you're going to do for the day. Like, there's nothing really surprising unless there's breaking Well, it's a lot of stability to that when you just kind of come in, you know what's going on. yeah. And like the hours are pretty much set unless there's something breaking going on. I I could not agree with that more because there's obviously there's pros and cons to every, uh, you know, every situation, every job. And that's I think you hit the nail on the head with news because I, I, I write some news. I, I, I that sure didn't sound like I did when I worded it that way, but I, I write <laughs> I write articles and stuff. And and that is one of the things that that can be tough to deal with if you're into creativity and things like that is in news that's not really the place for it i mean occasionally there are some opportunities to get a little more creative but sometimes you're risking your journalistic integrity if you try to get too creative yeah so it's it's a tough pill to swallow if you're a really creative person but you know that's one of the only cons i mean it it can be interesting when you know like you said breaking news is usually the the most interesting thing that happens other times it's just going through your paces but then ty's right that you know there is sometimes a comfort in that you know, repetition and, and that's mm-hmm. how you get good at anything repetition. But yeah, it's, I, I don't think people do always understand what comes with going into, into new, especially young kids when you, when you come out of high school and you're like, I want to be a journalist. And then mm-hmm. you, you, you're not reporting on like the chicken nuggets in the cafeteria anymore. You're reporting on, like you said, murders and rapes yeah. and horrible things. And, and it's, that can be a wake up for, you know, someone that's new to the world of journalism. Yeah, I mean, it was like another reason why, like, I'm glad that like I'm 22, like I figured that out pretty early Mm -hmm. on. So I'm pretty happy that I got that job. And like, because I still had I had a lot of fun in my internships, but I never I guess I saw I never really saw that side of it. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm glad that I got to do it. And like, I met so many great people too. So it's a, it was a great place and a great experience. Like, I'm really grateful for being there, but like, I kind of like now I know personally that I don't want to continue in news. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say that I ne- like never say never, but yeah. Yeah. Which I think to- is really surprising for like a lot of people that want to get into video production, um, you know, video film, TV production. It's like, not all jobs are created the same, and it's like so weird. If you kind of like, I'll have union camop friends that only work on feature work, and their reality, their perception of production, so wildly different than uh, like someone that works in news or maybe someone that owns their own video production company. It's like there are so many little avenues to go yeah. just within that one world. Yeah. And make sure you want to do these things. Like, that's why uh, one thing I've noticed with, like, some of the people we interviewed, it's, like, take internships and, like, try these things out before you actually jump into this. Mm-hmm. See what news is like. See what, uh, I don't know, USTA is like. I'm trying to think of all the internships. <laughs> Whatever shitty thing Matt did. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Just seriously. do these things. Wait, yeah, what did you do, Matt? I-, I interned at a radio station. Yeah. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, but no, Ty's right though because there were <laughs> thanks, Ty. There were things that uh, that you that you know you, you would do because with most internships you're 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 gonna get even if it's in like one department you're you're gonna get to do multiple things within that department you know so you get a taste of all these different things and you find that you you may have interests in places you never considered yeah or things you thought you would have loved you you're like nope not for me I, that was that was me I felt like. I, I went to college thinking I wanted to go into the, the production track and I realized, you know, I was more into, you know, into writing and things like mm-hmm. that. And um, yeah, he's, get, he's got a lot of feelings. <laughs> yeah. Know? I'm a deep guy, but, uh, you know, kind of my plans changed a little bit and yeah, it's good to be good to be flexible in that regard. <laughs> What's so funny about that? It was deep. I did, I did just sounded like you're about to go like, and that's why I manage Panera. That's my real passion. <laughs> I wish. I, I really just was expecting that turn at the end there. Oh, they got good bread there, Ty. Uh, all right. So we, we really got we got time for like one more question, which yeah. is because uh, I, I asked how to get news, but I think more people, and maybe this is me just like, I don't know, maybe I'm more into sports and news and that's going to show here, but I think more people would be more interested. How did you get into sports? Like, what would you recommend? How do the people do it? How <laughs> do they like take your I'm job a- from you? <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. Don't take my job. From yeah, don't give all the secrets. <laughs> Di- like, no. just give enough to where it sounds legitimate. No. Okay. Honestly, I don't know if I'm the best person to ask because, like, honestly, all I did was apply. <laughs> I just, I saw the job and I applied for it. When I went in for the interview. But what was like the experience you were like impressed with? Like in the interview, what were they like? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. We got to get the Becks in here. We got to get Ashley Becker right away. That's, I feel like, okay, my boss, he, I interviewed with him. There were a couple of people we could have interviewed. I found out like when I was working there, because a couple of people, like different people interviewed with different supervisors and mm. i got my boss and he went to ucf oh that so oh, yeah there you go so we talked heavily about ucf football and about our ucf experience so i kind of think that who helped you know kids who you know yeah so i feel like that kind of got me my in because i was talking with my coworkers and we were talking about like how long we waited to hear back to see if we got the job and I found out a couple hours after my interview that I got it and other people had to wait weeks so I think that UCF connection kind of made a good impression that rhymes and I didn't mean for it to we we have a habit of pumping the tires of UCF on this program for obvious reasons and that's one of the one of the biggest is with UCF being such a massive school. Yeah. The alumni network, despite the fact that it's only been around since the sixties, the alumni network is just growing and growing and growing. And then, you know, job hunting situations, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, so th- that's awesome. I love hearing those stories where it's like, yeah, the, the UCF connection gets the gig. Uh, I mean, you, you, I, that's the other, like 
I mean, especially in sports, you're talking about UCF football, like the run that they went on over the last couple of years mm-hmm. is, is it's so funny how in some ways it was bigger than football because it put the UCF name like yeah. in the zeitgeist and people know it now. And mm-hmm. sometimes it helps. I, I, I know I've been places and I, I remember a couple of interviews where that's come up. Like you mentioned, yeah, I went to UCF and even people that, you know, they didn't go there, but they're sports fans or whatever. They yeah. know the name and it's something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So what we're trying to say is, uh, this this interview is sponsored by UCF. Uh, <laughs> they really should be paying us. Incredible <laughs> univer- um, No, but that does make sense. I, I think that is kind of. I mean, the reality is, it's really who you know gets you the job. What you know keeps the job, which I know we established. And I think that it even extends to the universities you go to, because I, I even see that uh, Weather Channel where like. You know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, UGA, and it's a bunch of people that went to UGA, and they all got each other in, maybe some people that went to Bama and all that stuff, so I hate that it has to be like that, because it almost forces people to go to college when it's really an industry you don't necessarily have to go to college for, that's the dirty secret about it, Mm -hmm. Um, really the best reason if you do go to college, look at me, I'm like tying it all together right here, the biggest reason to go to college for this thing uh, if you want to get into sports and all that, is really just meet a bunch of fucking people. Yep. Know them, be friends with them, like legitimately. Don't fake it. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you're a sociopath, then fake it because you need that job after you graduate. <laughs> and and just, I mean, write it out because I mean that's a big thing that's like helped me, especially moving to Atlanta, knowing no one. Well, uh, I mean, you also. I think I don't know who it was with. I think it was with Nick Ty. You were saying, um, like networking. Yes, that's a big thing, but you need to be good at what you do. Oh, what? Like, yeah, you not need- just know the people, and especially if like you went to UCF and like let's say that there was this like group assignment. We all know how much everyone loves group assignments, and there's like yeah. that one person that doesn't do what they're supposed to do, and like does nothing or the minimal effort it's like you're not really going to recommend that person for a job later on you're dead to me you're out of this industry kid (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know i think that's kind of the the common theme to any of these these jobs especially in this industry and i'm sure most industries but you know obviously i can only speak for the one that most of us are in uh yeah who you know what you know it's really both of them one will get you the initial job interview. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed. But like, be good once you get there. Don't just yeah. coast off of like, oh yeah, the fucking manager he went to UCF or whatever the hell your story is for anyone that is like in this industry. Yeah. Yep, it's definitely about who you know, but what you can do too. So, like, if you show oh. up and you do good, you're gonna stay in whatever it is that you got the job for and we hit it i think i, I don't know i feel like we hit it on the head right there i think so now now co- go after ashley becker's job no take her off her pedestool <laughs> um because it is a pretty dope job i'm i'm i'd love to be working for and we Miami have the Dolphins. super even, bowl this year at the oh, and they have, that's awesome oh my god that's huge actually that's I'm, gonna be a lot of fun yeah um, i'm really excited i do need to ask do you have do you have some plugs do you have plugs do you have things oh you want people to check out i I don't. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's fine. Although check out I the do dolphins. Say, wait, what, Matt? I was just say check out the dolphin. Plug the dolphins. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe the guy selling mo- Molly and Coke. You could plug him up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, on Ocean Drive. <laughs> Go Ocean for Drive. that. Come the- to Miami. Yeah. Have yeah. some fun. It'll help clear the bowels. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I, I I feel so bad for Miami right now. I love the city of Miami and if they ever want to sponsor the show, we would gladly take money. Yeah. It's a, it sounded like you did have something to plug. You you were like going to something. Oh, I wasn't gonna plug anything, but I was gonna mention you guys had Ashley last yeah. week or when we're recording this last week. But her name, we have the same name. Like her middle name is Catherine and my middle name is Catherine. Oh my God. Th- yeah, that's a podcast we are both first. Ashley Catherine. Oh my. I, I mean, in the history of the medium, to have back to back episodes. And with we Ashley are both Catherine. Hispanic. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So, except her name, her last name sounds Hispanic. Mine just sounds. Becker. Yeah. Your, your sounds like a sitcom with Ted Danson, spelled differently, but. 
<laughs> Sounds great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is uh did you go into this knowing that you were gonna like plug the fact that you I was gonna had try this... to, but then it never came up and I was like, I have to get it in at some yeah. point. And I That's just found this plug. out recently, like a couple I've known Ashley since I started UCF since like twenty sixteen and we just found this out like this past summer. Oh my god. It's like it's like Batman versus Superman when they realize their moms have the same name. Their moms have the same name? Yeah. That's an interesting fact. Is it though? And on that note, <laughs> oh my god. I, I don't Alright, we'll just say the plugs are check out the Ashley Vega. Uh, interview if you haven't checked it out yet and uh, yeah. check out Batman and Superman uh, really don't, get no, deep into don't, that don't. check <laughs> that out check out Ray Finkel watch the dolphins play watch, and watch the fucking dolphins care try to feel something for once in your life yeah. okay those are the plugs <laughs> uh, alright Ashley Catherine Ve- Becker uh, no. <laughs> I, thank you so much for being on Ty and Matt we love, we love you uh, yep um, well, I hope to get you back. I want to get you back. I want you to be. I want bigger things. Yeah, I want. I want to I hear want that. Like, things. I'll come back when bigger things come along. You know what? Yeah, I, I think we got to have you back with uh, Super Bowl stories. <gasps> yes, Ooh, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, <laughs> we'll plan on that. Ashley, we love you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ashley. Bye. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. Dude, are we good or are we good? Oh my god, I just I can't stop laughing. That was so incredible. Uh, That that was one of those interviews where I'm just gonna be like, (sighs) you know, taking a walk or something. I'm just gonna start laughing hysterically. I like, (laughs) like you know when you see like like crazy people just sitting around laughing. Yeah, that's probably at that interview. It is that. Yeah, yeah. I I always assume whenever I see like anyone laughing by themselves, especially with like earbuds in, it is guaranteed time Matt. You give him a nod. Being yeah, rambunctious right. in an interview again. Yeah. Like, the only thing that could cause that kind of of laughter, the only thing with that level of jocularity and good times, is the Tyne Matt show. That's all you get. I mean, it's kind of the favor we do for every guest, because I'll be honest. Man, are, are they some boring people? And then, you know, you infuse a little tie and map, and it's like... Yeah. You know, it's kind of like they, they go from like a B to an A. You know, it's that little That's bit of right. extra credit you need. As Mary Poppins once said, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Ooh. And we are a spoonful of That's, sugar. That's like a blues riff. <clears throat> it really does. And ladies and gentlemen. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> uh, I, at some point, you got to stop, you know, patting yeah. yourself on the back. Yeah, because I mean we're just Dude, gonna we're doing it again. You know what? Because because this has to end at some point. I think you and I could do that for hours. Yeah, just congratulate ourselves for a job well done. I know, I know. it's uh, well. I mean, if you looked at me, I literally had to like snap out of it for a second because I was like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. yeah no, I, we, I, there was a there was a lull in the conversation. It was because we were both spacing. Yeah, like it, we were it, like hypnotized by our, by our own just greatness. Yeah, I was fantasizing about the part where like we just you and me get to talk. And like yeah. the guest isn't in the picture, but you know, oh my God. we'll get it again. We got another episode. <laughs> yeah. We got like what on average, we get 15 minutes of you and me talking and then mm-hmm. 40 minutes where we politely listen. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's a fair <laughs> equation right there. I think it's a trade off. Yeah. yeah. And I think it, you're right. It is fair. Um, fair. You know, th- this has been a fun episode. Uh, it's definitely, you know, you guys have some homework to do. Uh, if you forgot from the beginning. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're harassing. Matt Regal, if you have yes. a Twitter, if you have a whatever, I don't give a fuck what you have. Send him, yeah. send him mail. Send him and, snail and let, mail. And let's be clear, we're not harassing me. Yeah, don't. We're harassing the other guy yeah, Matt with Regal, my name. At Matt yes. Regal. No underscore at, in it. Correct. He's got to give the name up. Yeah, this is, you're allowed this, you're getting, you know how like you hear about N-word passes? Yeah. We're giving a cyberbullying pass. Like yeah. You're allowed to do this. We're yeah. telling you it's okay. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, and our passes do go long and far. Um, yep. uh, here, here's here's one thing that I haven't been able to do in a while. Some of you might remember this. Uh, it's when I, you know, I sum up the whole episode for us. You know, it's kind of 
you know, the moral of the episode. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we, we landed on a pretty good one earlier. And it's that if you're going to do anything, you know, there's something you've been dying to do. Let's say it's stand up. You know, this is a piece of advice I always give to, you know, a lonely white guy at an open mic that thinks I'm really funny. And it's like, how do you do it? And I always tell him the same thing. It's just have almost zero faith in yourself. Just think mm-hmm. you are, it's your fucking garbage. You're the unfunniest person in the room. And then when you just get average, even borderline average, that'll be Mount Everest for you. Seriously. Even even the slightest of charity titters, is you're gonna feel like George Carlin. Yeah, you get one just, chuckle. Yeah, you're ready for Netflix. Boo. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, you'll feel that way at least, and and that's all that matters. If you feel like you deserve a Netflix special, then dude, you do. That's that's 2019. That's how 2019 the world works now. Yeah. If you feel like you deserve something, you deserve it. Yeah. God damn it, you should have it. That's that's our burning hot commentary. Yeah. on 2019 uh so take that moral of the episode do what you will with it uh just mm-hmm. please don't include me with it because i come on i'm yeah, not don't average. put our names in your cyberbullying tweets yeah. either like yeah, don't just, yeah please the more distance you have like if you could delete the podcast before you you bother matt regal that's yeah. best case scenario for us yeah, it, it, we don't we shouldn't have to explain why but the greater distance between us and them is probably for the best with that matt I want to thank Ashley Becker. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, Keep doing it. You know, like it, share it, you know, force it on someone. Force this podcast on someone you love. Really test that relationship. It's the ultimate test, I would say. It's beautiful. um, Yeah, it really is. And yeah, you know what? If you're trapped in a car on a road trip or something, start playing it. Play it, baby. Play it. Ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. It wasn't. Po- I was gonna say something. It wasn't. Pointed. Just continue. <laughs> it wasn't good. I stopped myself. Oh my god! No, that's the way it, it deserves to end, right there. Yep. Because <laughs> I saw that face. We're like, do uh, I do I finish the thought? You saw me swallow it back down. Like, nope, <laughs> not, not today. Okay, uh, ladies. What did I say? Good evening. Good night. Good morning. Who gives a yeah. fuck? Love you guys. See you on the next. Bye. Love you guys. The next one. <laughs> <laughs> That was so dumb. <laughs>